Blog Talk Radio. And it's a heavy-handed edition. And we talking Lakers. And y'all see what the title is. Is the Lakers in trouble or nah? You know, I said going into this thing, you bring LeBron into town, that means we have heightened expectations. And that's exactly what's happened. It's a lot of talk. They, they're on the, the uh, undisputed and first take every morning. You know, and... The pressure's on. Are they expected to win? We'll, we'll go through it. I don't know, man. You, you got magic coming down on Luke. All this news. You got all these roster changes. You got all these dudes potentially being on the trading block. But um, like I said, man, it's a heavy-handed addition. Haven't been here in a while. We're going to chop it up about the Lakers, man. But uh, you ask for me, man, I, I'm just chilling. I'm actually off Crown Apple. I'm having a splash of crown apple tonight. I do have a special guest in studio, also known as the garage. And um, my guest told me, you know, and I, my guest, she says she ain't going to say nothing. And I know she ain't going to say nothing. Special guest tonight. Now, wifey in the house. Now, she ain't going to say nothing, but I, I want y'all to know she's here. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you babies y'all y'all remember that but yeah babe at least say hi say hi to him hey everyone there it is and uh the most special guest of all is in the building tonight y'all and she just riding she chilling in the garage so um like i said we're gonna talk about these lakers the 2018-19 lakers so let me get into the roster, man. Let's just things by looking at the roster. So when I pull it up here on NBA.com, first person they pull up at the guard, number two, Lonzo Ball. So what about Lonzo? This is the Lakers' number two pick as of last year or year before. I'm not sure. <clears throat> uh, Lonzo, high projection, a lot of trajectory coming out of UCLA. And uh, again, what happened to LeVar? They have put the gag order on LeVar, y'all. What the fuck has happened to LeVar? They got LeVar, like, on hush mode. I mean, Magic, I, I think Magic must have went to him last to him. Last time LeVar said some wild shit, Magic must have went up to his ass. Did I say, no! I, oh, shit! Say it again! Say something else! Oh! Say something else! Say something else, nigga! 
Yeah, Magic, it's obvious that Magic let them know. Like, nigga, you ain't gonna be talking no shit around here. We'll put your fucking kid on the bench. All this, your kid gonna be better than the, than the Curry and all that? It's not looking like it, sir. So at the moment, uh, at the moment, man, Lonzo, look, I, I wish Lonzo was playing, but we got Rajon Rondo. <clears throat> and Rondo is basically the team captain, and there's no doubt about that. Rondo's the guy talking in the huddles. He's the guy pulling in the team. He's the guy talking in the timeouts. This is Rondo's team. It's not really LeBron's in the sense of who's the voice of the team, who's the guy that galvanizes the team. That's Rajon Rondo. LeBron's the best player on the team. LeBron's the guy that everything goes through. LeBron dictates everything. But the the leader of the team is Rajon Rondo. And Rondo is getting the bulk of the minutes at the point guard position. Lonzo's not playing a lot. I I personally wish that Lonzo was playing more than he is. But I think Rondo just has come in and taken a certain command of the team and Luke just can't help but to play him. But here here's the thing and, and we mentioned Luke. Look, man, Luke played with Rondo at the same time they were both playing professional basketball. Luke played at the same time as LeBron. There's the downside of having a young coach. You know, maybe he's more innovative, but there is a downside of having a young coach. That being, you have to question, can Luke tell these guys, no, that he actually has played against and that we're better than him? They're probably looking at Luke. You, you got to think. They're looking at Luke like, Luke, you don't know no more about basketball than me. I was better than you. You retired way earlier than I have. You ain't no better than me at nothing. But uh, that's the case. That's the case. And you just have to wonder. We don't know that. We don't know that. But you do have to wonder. And you see Rondo taking a an assertive command of the team. And have, getting the bulk of the minutes when it comes to the point guard position. And your number two pick, Lonzo Ball, who's who's played well this season in the in the given minutes. Um, you know, not 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 being seen much in the fourth quarter. Uh secondly they have here Michael Beasley. Now Michael Beasley is a player that I like, Kansas State. Uh, you know, a big time prospect in his time, but just hasn't panned out in the NBA. Uh there's been a lot of accusations or uh, marijuana allegations towards Michael Beasley. We don't know. We don't know. But um, Michael Beasley just hasn't had the career that we thought, or at least I thought he was going to have coming into this, but has managed to have at least a 10-year career in the NBA. So what else can you say about the guy? Um, Moving on to other players. Contavious Caldwell Pope is just a player. He's over there making about $12 million per year. That's kind of a good price for a player like Contavious Caldwell Pope, but he's 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 lost in the mix. This is a two guard. Uh, he he's having to fight for time with Lance Stevenson. They're they're playing the big guy. Hart Hart is getting the bulk of the minutes at the two right now, which you have to give it to him. But Contavious Caldwell Pope is definitely a commodity. A uh, big pickup. 
or we'll just go to him. The guy that, in my estimation, won the last game versus the Minnesota Timberwolves, the MVP of that game, Tyson Chandler, the pickup from the Phoenix Suns. Tyson Chandler, old savvy vet, uh, Dominguez High School. He's one of the old relic players that that were able to come out of high school. He's one of the last high school dudes before they made you go to college for a year. Tyson Chandler, you know, have a, have, has had a, a champion, has had a great NBA career, and uh, still showing that he has value and has come over here to the Lakers and, and ended the game. Uh, JaVale McGee, who's had a great uh, season thus far, uh, probably the probably the most improved player. Uh, Tyson Chandler took the bulk of the minutes in the fourth quarter and finished the game on the floor and made huge plays, extending possessions for the Lakers. Uh, if you ask me, Tyson Chandler was definitely the player of the game in that last game, and in my estimation, the Lakers' best win this season. They beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, you know, able to pull a game out down the stretch, and that's something they haven't been able to do um, so far this season. But they were able to do it against a team that we think is good, but there are rumors in the air about the ongoings in Minnesota. Uh, You have um, Cat, um, Carl Anthony Towns, and Jimmy Butler uh, allegedly not seeing eye to eye. You, you You know about the whole fiasco with Jimmy going into practice and, you know, giving everybody the business and nobody really stepping up to Jimmy. And you got your, basically the franchise player in Carl Anthony Towns, who's seeming to shy away from that smoke that Jimmy's throwing. And in games where Jimmy plays, Towns' numbers go down drastically. In games where Jimmy doesn't play, Towns plays marginally better. So there's some figuring out to do over there in Minnesota. But what you do have in Minnesota is Derrick Rose, looking to regain his MVP form of 2000, what are we talking about here, 12, believe it or not. But uh, Derrick Rose looks healthy and, you know, has given you a 50-point game and was killing the Lakers. So, um, yeah, that, that's some good news there. Uh, but Tyson Chandler, big pickup. <clears throat> Give me a second. Josh Hart, prize at the two guard, uh, playing a lot of minutes and being the knockdown shooter for the team. He looks to be a guy that gives you hustle, uh, gives you everything. He's he's checking all the boxes. Josh Hart, um, and he's making you think like, hey, maybe Lonzo isn't our best young guard. Maybe Josh Hart is the guy that we keep. And Josh Hart's having a great season, uh, being the knockdown shooter that every team needs and the Lakers definitely need. And uh, looks to be a guy that is going to give you the points per game, play some tough defense, knocks it down at the free throw line. What more can you ask? So Josh Hart is definitely holding it down at the two-guard position and keeping guys like Lance Stevenson and Caldwell Pope on the bench, you know, straight up. Uh yeah, Josh Hart. So, and I fucks with Josh Hart. I like what he brings to the team. So I, I like Josh Hart getting the minutes. And uh, 
we'll talk later about, you know, Lance and Josh Hart because they're basically vying for the same minutes. But and, and that's a tough one because Lance has every time Lance what they call him Lance make him dance gets in the game, he's definitely um He's definitely been a plus on the floor. I'm sure if you look at the plus minus with Lance Stevenson on the floor, it's probably better than any other player on the team. But you rarely, uh, Lance is just not getting the minutes down the stretch, even though Lance has probably single-handedly won the game for the Lakers this season. Next up, Brandon Egram, man. Brandon, Uh, this is the, the guy that I think the Lakers think is their future. Uh, there was a game, uh, what was the team? What was the team? I want to say it was Portland. I think the Lakers barely squeaked it out, or if not lost. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on this. But um, the Lakers definitely put a concentrated effort into giving Ingram the ball and saying close the game for us. Down the stretch, they put the ball in Ingram's hands and said close it out. You know, we're going to ISO you at the at the corner of the at the top of the key, and we're going to just let you, you know, be the guy that we want you to be. And he couldn't do it. It was clear. He was struggling, and, you know, the Lakers struggled to pull the game out. But Ingram definitely showed in that game, at least in my estimation, that at least at this moment, he's not that guy yet. <clears throat> However, I do like him. And I don't want to see him traded. Now, if you ask me, Kuzma or Ingram, which one goes? That's a tough one. But I got to go. I got to stay with Ingram. Now, a lot of people going to say they fucking with Kuzma. They'd rather go with Kuzma on that one. Me personally, I got to stay with Ingram. I just like his aggression. Um, I just like his length. And I think he's a better ball handler. Well, we all can see that because uh, for the most part, Ingram's bringing the ball up a lot. You know, aside from LeBron, Ingram's bringing up the ball. And now let's go to, you know, said King James. Now, what's up with LeBron this season, man? Let me see what I got on Bron Bron here. I don't know. You know, Bron comes to your team, everything's changed. You know, the Lakers were last year a young team that we were all optimistic about and we were going to give them like a five-year window to make it into the NBA finals. Now LeBron comes, everything changes drastically in the matter of no time. And now we all expect the Lakers, where are they? Five and six. Um, You know, it feels like there's, there's worry. There's, there's trouble. There's a lot, there's a lot of talk. It's like heads are going to roll. We five and six in a brand new team. We're all brand new players. And it's like heads got a roll. Magic then came down and got on Luke's throat. And we could talk about that. You know, I, I think that's a little heavy handed, no pun intended, of, of Magic. You know, that's that's a little. Now, the, uh, you hear a lot of people saying, here's what all the media is saying. Oh, Magic doesn't have patience. Uh, he's He's a winner. He's used to winning. So he doesn't have patience when, when the Lakers aren't closing out games and, you know, Magic is, he's, he's volatile is what they say. You know, I think one of the guys, uh, Woj came out and said, Magic is known to be volatile. You know, Magic will go off in a minute, you know, some to the point where we're talking about 
Magic being irrational. He's a winner. Anything he done in life, whether it be opening business, uh, his affiliation with the Dodgers, uh, being a Laker, being a part of the Lakers organization, he's always won in 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 college, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of rhetoric, but Magic, you ask me, is being a fucking irrational dipshit. You know what I mean? Because we got a team less than you know ten games or so into a season with just all the new elements attached. You got one of the all-time greats on the team and a bunch of young, really good players. And everybody needs time to figure this out. It's to be expected, a slow start. I feel like it's being blown out of proportion, but again, LeBron comes to your franchise, heightened expectations immediately. But, uh, I just feel like, you know, this is a, a filling out process. Now, when, when when I look at LeBron, I'm wondering, is he feeling, is he just taking his time and understanding and just filling out things? Or is LeBron slightly tired and is his age for the first time, at least in my eyes, showing? Because that's what, that was everyone's worry here in L.A., right? Are we getting a battle-warned king? My my thought, what I always says is, when you have a new team, you don't want a battle, a, a king that you've seen go to, go to war a hundred times. You'd rather have a young prince on the cusp of, of becoming a king. Because when you have this battle-worn king, you're wondering, when's his last battle? Or was the last battle you've seen him in his last and that's what a lot of us worried about with LeBron coming over. Had we seen the best of them? Do we have a battle-worn king? Should we just keep our young princes and hope one day that these young princes that we already have on the roster turn to kings? I was comfortable with that. But Magic, Palinka, all those guys sitting in the offices... They said, nope, we're trying to win now. Now, we have to assume we got some big free agent coming next summer. I hope it's Anthony Davis. Uh, is that enough to beat Golden State? Huh. I'll tell you what, it'll it'll definitely make things interesting. You put Anthony Davis on this team right now, it'll get interesting. I guarantee you that. But as for now, this team is nowhere near in the position to even think about beating the Golden State Warriors. Don't even fucking think about it. You don't got the horses, and the horses that you do have are just in their adolescent stage. Your Lonzos, your Ingrams, your Hearts, your Kuzmas, and even your McGee's to some degree, who's, who's having just a standout phenomenal season, giving you about 13 to 15 points a game, uh, three, three and a half blocks per game amongst the leaders in the NBA. JaVale McGee's having a standout season. I knew that was going to be a steal from Golden State. And um, I think it's a kudo to the Golden State coaching staff. Every player that goes over there, you've been able to see the players just develop as players. 
I mean, from Curry to Thompson to Green, um, even those young boys that got over there, Loney and uh, Cook and these type of dudes that you see in kind of being the, the, the goon squad, the, the backup team, coming in, being able to be valuable assets to the team. Definitely something that that coaching staff over there is doing with the, the work they're putting in with the player development. And that's something you got to have on your team. And a lot of teams don't have that. And it's able to show on certain teams. And Golden State is certainly uh, a product of that. But um, And JaVale McGee was a product of that. And the Lakers were able to get JaVale at, at, at I think, the, the pinnacle of, of his career right now was once a laughing stock and Shaq made a lot of a lot of jokes about the guy but I think he has to do some retrack and some digressing on all those JaVel McGee jokes because JaVel McGee has definitely proved to be a serviceable center in the NBA. Uh moving on Lance. Now Lance Stevenson. Now I'm not talking about everybody on the team. I'm just going to the people who deserve mention. Uh, this is a guy who's bald. Lance has been balling. And, um, you know, there's been a guy who's bounced around to some degree. Now, this was a was a guy known as one of the best New York high school ballers around at the time. And, uh, you know, Lance did his damn thing. But uh, Lance out here killing a man. And um, he's just not getting the time I think he should be getting. But they calling him Lance, make him dance, and every time he get in, Lance killing them off, man. Um, you know, giving them the handles, and uh, I think he's becoming a fan favorite at Staples Center. But he should be playing more. But then who who, who do you play him for? <clears throat> With the addition of Tyson Chandler, I think that'll free up more minutes at the three, because we were trying to play. Kuzma, Ingram, LeBron, and uh, Hart. We were playing all these dudes trying to have this small squad, which wasn't working for us. We were getting destroyed by dudes like Serge Ibaka. I mean, just destroyed. Paul Gasol killed us earlier in the season. So we had to do something about it. And uh, I think this addition of Tyson Chandler being in relief of JaVale McGee, that's really going to shore things up. And you, we, we've seen it pay dividends. The very first game, Tyson Chandler showed up. There was such a drop-off when, when McGee would go out the game that it was just a layup drill. The game in Portland, when the Lakers, uh, I can't remember whether they won or lost, but it was literally a layup drill. I like to a point, to a level of something I've never seen before. And I was like, damn, but with Chandler there, seasoned, I'm talking about seasoned Lowry's with the level of season this guy has on his game. He knows when to jump out there. He can defend on the perimeter, which is what today's NBA big man definitely has to be able to do. Um, just a, a terrific pickup. I think it'll make us solidified. It'll it'll give us some presence, and it'll give us that that boost we needed to be competitive going forward. So I can't wait to really see what happens going forward after after that. So but we gotten we went through the roster a bit and I just wanted to talk about that roster a bit. But 
we get into some of these nuances. Now, the Lakers have had some ugly losses, and I think that's where you get the overreaction for Magic, and in, at least what's in my estimation an overreaction. Some would say, you know, maybe Luke needs to be put on notice that, you know, hey, I understand we're in a building, we're in a process of building, but however, we can't just be out here just looking terrible, losing by 30. I will, I believe uh, one team scored 40 points in the first quarter. You know, our defense is just looking non-existent. So that can't happen. But um, those ugly losses, especially at home, in front of the Laker crowd, you know, we got LeBron in town. We're trying to sell tickets. We got to at least be competitive. <laughs> And I think Magic wanted to make sure that uh, these ugly losses are at a minimum. But we picked up some good wins also. So I think that's going to balance itself out. And like I said, you you have a – you just got a lot of guys fighting for for minutes right now. I mean, you got to play Kuzma somewhere, right? So, look, you you got Rondo starting at the point. You got Josh Hart starting at the two. Now, behind that two guard, now behind the one, you got Lonzo. Lonzo got to play. Behind that two guard, behind Josh Hart, you got Lance Stevenson and Caldwell Pope. Them guys got to play. At the three, and I'm not even sure who they're, who's really the three, who's a Kuzma. That has to be interchangeable. With LeBron Ingram, um, and uh, and LeBron Ingram and Kuzma has to all be interchangeable at the four. So there's a lot of positions to swap, but you have Tyson Chandler and Javale McGee to both share some time at the center, and that's what we needed. But there's just a lot of guys to move around here, man, and uh. I don't know what LeBron's role on the team this year should be. I don't want LeBron out here playing 30, 35, 36 minutes per game. You know, LeBron should be playing at the most, you know, 32 minutes a game uh, and saving some gas for next year when we're really at least in position to be competitive in the Western Conference. This year's not the year. We don't need hero LeBron every night. And that's what it's been. It looks like the Eastern Conference where we have LeBron out here ISO with, you know, a minute left tie ball game in the finals or something. But it's like that every night. So I don't know how they're going to manage these minutes, but I think that's going to be the challenge. Uh, If you want to be competitive, you got to play the guys. But you got to manage how much you're playing them and how much it's actually worth when you really can't win. Essentially, you can't win the big So how much do you pull back? But you still have to be competitive. So I don't know. That, that seems to be one of the, the dilemmas there. But um, the team chemistry, the expectations, those things don't seem to be parallel. You know, the chemistry, again, this is their first time playing together. You know, they're less than 
10 to 12 games into the season and the expectations seem to be far ahead of what the chemistry is. To me, that's to be expected. But again, they're saying magic's irrational. Magic, he's he's a winner, quote-unquote. He can't stand losing. He doesn't understand it. He won't stand for it. Well, Magic going to have to understand this is going to take some time. You also have a team that could potentially be one of the greatest teams we've ever seen in the modern NBA. Are the Golden State Warriors better than the 1990s Chicago Bulls? Shit, man, I don't even know. That's something I'd have to think about. But they ain't, I look, man, them boys ain't far from nobody. They could play. They could play. They could play. We ain't going to dive down that hole right now. But um, what do these guys have? Three titles in the past five years? So they ain't about no bullshit over there. And uh, here, here in L.A., man, um, I'm trying to be a patient fan. I want to be patient, but not everybody's not patient. You know, we're, we're leading all the, leading all the morning sports shows every morning. Oh, every, after every game, you got LeBron and they're looking for a quotable every, every day. They're looking for somebody to say something. They're looking for LeBron to undermine Luke. They're looking for magic to come out and say, Luke's not doing well and can possibly be on the could possibly be fired, you know. This is what we're looking for. Ten games in. And this is what I said I didn't want to happen. And this is why I said, you know what, I didn't want LeBron to come because I knew this would happen. I wanted to groom our young princes and see if we can mold them into kings. I knew if LeBron came, Those young princes would be forced into the battlefield prematurely with all the spotlight on them. And now they are. Now they're going to be on all these nationally televised games. They're going to be on all the, all the, the big uh, Christmas, Christmas game and all that stuff. And they're going to have more scrutiny double to three times the amount of scrutiny that they would have had if LeBron had never shown up. But he did. And with, you know, a guy who's could possibly be the GOAT comes a lot of expectation. Rightfully so. But yeah, man, I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. I'm going to wrap it up. It's a heavy-handed edition Little Laker talk. Is Magic overreacting? What's our expectations? I don't know. I think next year we'll pick up a big free agent and be right back in the thick of things. But for now, it's a heavy-handed edition. I'm heavy-handed Jay. Till the next time.